On this episode of the Autumn Windbags, we talk about the NFL's pro bowlers from the Raiders, the Allegiant Stadium heckler, Damon Arnett got exposed, Josh Jacobs' huge surprise, and we preview Raiders versus Steelers on the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. And we love you subscribe, rate, and comment on whatever platform you're listening on. All right, here we go. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into nightmares. Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto. Let's have some fun today. First thing is first. Five thousand youtube subscribers thank you thank you thank you thank you it is a minor milestone but certainly a newsworthy milestone for us we kind of got into this we never even thought about making this youtube it's like i always do a podcast which is bullshit and it's like you know what let's really see where we can take this thing and uh i can't believe we're at five thousand. it's very humbling appreciate every single one of you for letting us windbag around yeah man i mean we would be doing this if uh if there was nobody listening, mm-hmm. so to have five thousand of you—that's what we've been doing for the last half decade—is exactly this, but just the three of us, just you, me, and Rory, are the only ones listening. Now there's people actually eavesdropping on our on our windbag, listening, and now everyone knows what yeah. bunch of idiots we are. Mm-hmm. It was a well kept secret, or not that well kept. Yeah, I don't know how well kept that was. <laughs> but uh, we told you when we get to five thousand, we do something special, and we're gonna do it um, next week. We are going to do we're going to break down every single draft pick and major acquisition of the Gruden Mayock era. Oof. A little self-mutilation, if you will. A little torture. We're going to torture ourselves a little bit. Drop our balls and some spikes. It's like when you like pay a, chick, pay a chick extra to stomp on your nuts. Yeah. With so stilettos. We're like it's, uh, flats, it's 10 bucks. It's stilettos, you know, it's inj- the, the, the opportunity for me to sprain my ankles a little higher, so. A lifetime of up. being a Raiders fan, we've learned to enjoy self-mutilation and torture. Look. We just love hurting ourselves. Coach Gruden, if you're listening or watching or both, this is going to go – this is going to prove how great of a coach you actually are because you gave yourself such a shitty team and you still got that team, like, to be a playoff contender. If you think of that way. That's also the self-mutilation. Gruden can just mutilate his roster constantly, and yet just through sheer will and energy, just football guy strength, just big football energy, somehow will this team into being, well, he didn't get to take him to the playoffs because he was gone by then, but it was the team he A little racism and misogyny in there. You know, you right? never know what's going to happen. Part of the secret sauce, obviously. That was it's the key to success. Is that nutmeg? It's a secret. Yeah. Uh, but again, thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody who subscribed. Thanks, we really guys. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell, tell people your haters, about the autumn yeah. bags. Because next year we're gonna get to ten thousand, and we're gonna get a. I'm, I'm gonna build a studio. We're gonna get swag. We're gonna do all kinds of live stuff. Uh, we're gonna bring more people on board. There's gonna be a, it's gonna be a whole network. Eventually. Did you say livestock. Live. We're gonna be some live livestock on board. Is that what you said? I said some live stuff. Oh, more live stuff. I they said live, live stuff with livestock. Super random thing that I'm super into. Livestock? Uh, livestock hoof trimming videos. Dude, those are great. 
I don't know how I got hooked on it, but it just, just I sent you up. one. I yeah. sent you one. And they get infections and like random yeah, shit will pop yeah, out of yeah. it. And learn how to like shave it well and set it up and like which ground is better for which type of hoof. And the, the, so the British, you you watch that British dude too, right? Where I like the Midwestern up, dude. The they most. put him in a little machine, that little hydraulic machine. The British dude, his videos are too long. He's like all about him. I like just like there's like dude in like Wisconsin who's like four minute videos. You never see his face. He just narrates it. Boom, hoof. What I'm doing, done. Dude, some like of these uh, infections are gnarly as hell, dude. Yeah, like bubbles and pus and stuff. Oh god, it just. I don't know why it's so intriguing. It's so nice. It's 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 anyway. next level. Like if you're a pimple popper person, like you will say that five times fast. If you like watching these pimple popper videos, watch these hoof videos. It's like next level. They're, they're way less gross, but way more satisfying because it's actually like a functional thing for this livestock. Yeah, when you get a good one, you can almost smell it through the screen. It's rough. So we'll get to 10,000. We'll do a lot more stuff, but we're halfway there. All thanks to you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, question of the day. We're still reveling. In that crazy ending to the Pats game, Raiders now four and one after Derek Carr cried. And for the first time ever, we had a two touchdown lead at halftime and won the game despite our best efforts. Despite our very best efforts. Despite the best game. efforts of this squad, we found a way to actually win a game. We were winning by 14. And honestly, like this Raiders team did everything they possibly could to lose that game in the second half. But the Pats tried even harder to lose that game. And I feel like when I say, um, when I ask the question of the day, what are we calling the final play of the Pats game? We're going to pin it in the comment section. Let us know. Very curious what you think. There's a lot of good names floating around from a lot of colleagues and fans and listeners and all kinds of people. Um, I feel like what needs to encapsulate that call is less about like the Raiders doing something good. Like, it was a good play by Chandler Jones, but it was also a gift. And it was more Jacoby Myers the biggest brain fart of the season and Mac Jones just like getting just crumpled, just like eating the nuts of Chandler Jones as he's running into the end zone. I think he needs to encapsulate the fuckery more than the goodness of it. If that makes sense. I just, I can't understand for the life of me. And I've watched this play over a few times. Mm-hmm. What Chandler, what, no, excuse me. What Mac Jones was doing on the ground. He didn't want to, he didn't want to make a tackle. He so he's like, I'm just, gonna, I'm just going to sit down here and just, he was already on the ground. Just Chandler Jones just had to push his head down. What was Jacoby Myers thinking? Like, not even just like, even if it was the right play, like, right. Let's say they were down and it was an actual, like, all right, we have to just lateral. Like what's Mac Jones going to do. There's no one behind Mac Jones. He's not a good runner. It's like, why, why would you even throw it to him? What's, what's the plan here? The best case scenario is Mac Jones pulls a hamstring. That's like the best case scenario in that thing. <laughs> it just pull, pulls a hammy and falls flat down, flat on his face. Uh, so Vic Tabor, the athletic, had uh, pitched the uh, the phrase lateral damage. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Raider Honcho said Sin City Miracle. I know you hate that I, I don't, one. I hate that one. Uh, Cassie Soto of Las Vegas Review Journal, I believe that's where she's from, said fear and laddering in Las Vegas. Lateraling, lateraling. Fear and lateraling in Las Vegas. I like that, that one. Clever. Immaculate interception. It's not an interception. Not an interception. Uh, our boy VL8962 said, how about the holy moron or the hail moron? I like the hail moron. The hail moron. That was good. Uh, another listener said, 
What about the Belichick gift? If it were Christmas, if it were this week too, he'd add a lot of other good ones too. If like, it was Christmas Eve, yeah, it, that would have been a good one. I'm like that. Um, I kind of vote for lateral damage. I like lateral. I like lateral Cause, damage because it's like, like it, it was a lateral, and the damage is you're thinking like, all right, it was just fuckery by the Pats, which is what happened, right? They more hurt themselves than we helped ourselves, right? Like there's certain plays, like every big play requires one side doing something great, another side doing something dumb. This was 80% dumb, 20% great. Like props Chandler Jones, you got it, you ran, but it was mostly Jacoby Myers just being like, I don't Look, know what, I don't know situational football. Chandler Jones bounced Mac Jones' head off the ground like a basketball, dude. That shit was fucking amazing. That has to be every defensive lineman's dream. Just oh, here's the ball and a quarterback right in front of me to do whatever I want to. Yeah. So the reason why I like lateral damage and fear and lateraling in Las Vegas because they link to something else Mm -hmm. that's not related, right? It's like a like like movie movie titles, right? Uh, I like the fear and lateraling in Las Vegas because it's Las Vegas is right in there. It's mm-hmm. like the whole that the game was like a trip. That like Hunter an S. Thompson trip. and 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 his <laughs> and his and his, uh, his lawyer were on. Uh, just cue the fucking white rabbit music, right? Yeah. Uh, I like that. I, I, I like there's there's um, the Sin City stiff arm because like the mm-hmm. Sin City miracle is like. The music city miracle just you just change a word that's why i don't like it. it's too close to something else it's already there mm-hmm. or also would be fine if it was by itself but no it's just it's the same thing as something else just change one word don't like it and it's and it's like a crazy football play if it was like a movie or something like that fine but no that's why fear and lat- fear and fear and lateraling in las vegas or lateral damage are my my two favorites what do we call in the final play of the pass game? Raider Nation. We need some uh, some unison on this. The Hail Moron is good too, man. Yeah, I like clever. that one. Yeah. Uh, it needs a name, right? Heidi Game, Holy Roller, Sea of Hands, right? Like they all got like we need we need to be Tuck Rule. Tuck Rule. Like it's all got to be. We got to decide, right? We got to be in unison. Why does it always happen to us? I don't know, man. Like I, like I said, like the Raiders, they've been a lot of things this season. Boring is not one of them. Definitely not. The Raiders have been the most exciting team in football this season. You're either we're either like imploding a lead, something crazy like this, winning in overtime. No, never say the games. most active. Yeah. All right, what do we call the final play of the Pats game? Let us know. Comment section pinned. Curious. All right, well, we're recording this Wednesday night, and uh, just like an hour and a half, two hours ago. The Pro Bowl have been announced. Pro All Pro Bowlers have been announced, AFC, NFC. Uh, with the Raiders, there was almost no, like, tweener guys we were kind of hoping for, right? They're, they're like, oh, man, this guy really deserves it. Like, oh, man, this guy's right on the cusp. Let's see if he can break out. Really none of that. We knew who was going to the Pro Bowl for us. Pretty much. Adams, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby. Nip. Tuck, no problem. Easy peasy. Um, none of them, however, first team. Interesting. They have Bradley Chubb over uh, Josh Jacobs. 
Nick Chubb, you mean? Or Nick Chubb. Yeah. Uh, you know, when there's like when things are so close, um, I think a lot of times what they do is they just look after a team that's doing better or mm. uh a name. You know, Nick Chubb's name has been out there a little bit longer as far as one of the top rushers in the league. And this this is the only fucking list that matters, okay? This one that comes out. First team, second team, that's it, okay? I don't want to hear about, oh, well, fucking these seven guys from the Raiders made the pro. Like, no, dude. These three names count, and that's it. I don't. I, I hate this stupid shit because people want to say, "Oh, this guy's a five-time Pro Bowl." Like, yeah, because like the first six guys in his positions didn't want to go. That's why he's a fucking Pro Bowl. Like, no, this first see less of that. It. There's gonna be a lot less of that now because the Pro Bowl game isn't a Pro Bowl game anymore, right? It's like like a bunch of skills competition. competitions and then a black football game. So it's yeah, gonna be probably less of that. Like, that bugs me so much when people say that shit. Oh, he's a fucking Pro Bowl. Dude, I was almost a Pro Bowler. I mean, it's real though. Like they got their money. And it, and like with the contract, it's not real. It's not. It real. is real because they get their money no. and contracts look, and lot and so look, many contracts if, with incentives. If you're talking about, in. if you're talking about a a, a a a player's worth, as far as how he was in comparison to the rest of the league, it, it's not real. Because Carr got is a three-time Pro Bowler under those terms. And you're like, all right, I can't have that. Well, so was Hunter Renfro last year, and he was like a fifth, sixth alternate. Like, dude, he's just not a, he's not a Pro Bowler, dude. Guys, you hate. You'll change the language to make sure that they're hated. Oh, God. I, I didn't bring up any names, dude. You with don't want to me, up names. With, uh, this is my thing, my analysis of these three players. And then we'll get to uh, A.J. Cole and Daniel Carlson here in a second. I feel bad for Max Crosby for... The type of season he's having, he should be in de defensive player of the year discussions, but he's not because the defense is so shitty. Yeah, I think you know it's what I'm terrible. saying? It's like, it's just the defense is like, you know how it always goes a defensive player of the year. It's like the best player on the best defense, right? That's kind of like how they do it. Just, it's like easy to do it that way. It's like, oh, he's the leader of this great defense. We'll give him defensive player of the year. Um, that's doesn't look like that's ever going to happen in Max Crosby's career, despite the fact that he's leads the league in tackles for loss. He's one of the most complete defensive players in football. Like he gets the sacks, he gets the pressures, he gets the tackles, he stops the run. Tackles for Patrick loss, Graham dude. put him in coverage a couple times, which is stupid, but he can do that too if you need to, right? Like he is like there's specialists, right? There's guys that just get a bunch of sacks or those guys that are good run stuffers or or you know, like linebackers are good coverage guys or what or you know, Trayvon Diggs, like he gives up so many deep passes, but he gets so many interceptions, right? Max Crosby just complete across the board an 8.5 or better at every single thing you can ask a defensive end to be. For sure. He's he's across the board. He's a, a complete player. So uh, notably missing from that selection, the only ones where it could have been kind of like, okay, maybe I can see these guys getting in, punter A.J. Cole and kicker Daniel Carlson. Um, we've said before there's only three players on this team I would not let go for anybody daniel carlson's one of them and i under but i understand why they had justin tucker represent the afc over daniel Collins. i get it i get it justin tucker's one of the greatest kickers of all time he's got more carlson um, missed some kicks this year too carlson missed a couple i mean he missed what a 59 he's like a crazy one 
He missed what has he missed? He like missed a, like a high 40s and a, and a couple of 50s, right? That's it? Something like that. Something like that. Like, like nothing crazy. Like he hasn't if, he would have, if he would have had his shit intact, his little streak intact, he would have for sure been in. I don't know. People love Justin Tucker. I mean, people like I think the NFL in general just unanimously says Justin Tucker is the best kicker in football, and they just kind of agreed on it. Despite like even if Daniel Carlson puts up a bet puts up better numbers in a specific season, I don't think anyone's gonna I think just everyone's just decided Justin Tucker's the best. And it's like being um it's like being the champ, like a UFC champ. Like he's gonna have that title until he loses it. There's not gonna be someone that's gonna like he has to lose it as opposed to someone else winning it. Like Tucker has to have like a bad season and then they can say, oh yeah, Carlson, maybe he's the best guy. Like if Tucker just kind of stays being Tucker, there's nothing anyone else can do that I think unanimously the NFL fandom will say like, oh no, Justin Tucker, he's been usurped by somebody else. Yeah, he definitely has a slip and fall for someone else to like jump over him in, yeah. in, in the fans' eyes. This one kind of bugs me though. Tommy Townsend. KC got in as punter over AJ Cole. Yeah. I kind of I, I don't like that one. AJ Cole had to do a lot more punting this year than Townsend did, and their numbers are pretty pretty similar. Whose numbers are better? So uh, Townsend's average is a little higher. AJ Cole is way better uh, in getting inside the twenty, though. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't didn't uh yeah, Cole went last year, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, just if they're that close, Cole went last year. If they were close last year, I could see where they just go back and forth. Mm -hmm. Like, don't really get a little uh, another rivalry in the AFC West. Yeah, little they don't fucking punt anyway. Rivalry. They don't punt anyway. Yeah. Um, AJ Cole averaged forty nine point five a punt. Townsend, 51.8. Townsend had 38 punts. Cole had 50. Townsend got 15 inside the 20. AJ Cole got 23 inside the 20. Hmm. Uh, Townsend has a longer long, 76. AJ's was 67. AJ Cole only one touchback all season long. That's Townsend. big. Townsend had four. Only one in, in about 50% more. AJ's so Townsend boots it a little further, but Cole is so much better at getting it inside the 10, inside the five, being accurate, not doing touchbacks. So, like with, with Townsend, you'll get like an extra three, four yards. Or in this case, was it 51.8 and 49? So like you'll get two extra yards with Townsend. But with Cole, you have a you're almost guaranteed for it not to be a touchback and be inside the 20. Give me Cole every time. Well, yeah, it's got more control. Right? It's like a contact hitter with a little power or a power hitter that has a little bit of contact. Uh so according to our buddy uh Adam Hill, both AJ Cole and Daniel Carlson have been selected as quote high Pro Bowl alternates per source. Want want. Um, are you not gonna count them because they'd be alternates? No, the alternates don't count. You like how it's it not, says that? It's like not about fuck them. It's, it's not a fuck them. It's like, no, it's bowlers. like you're pro bowlers and you only made it because someone else didn't want to go. That's the only reason you made it. I'm not you shitting like, on the people, but you're not really a pro bowler. You like how it won't let me log into Twitter because uh, 
My Twitter got hacked today. Oh, so sweet. So if you're getting weird messages from me on Twitter, don't answer them. Don't click links. Don't open messages. I've been hacked. Uh, so yeah, that's basically it. I mean, the Pro Bowl, I don't, I don't gnash teeth or like flip out. There's no pitchforks and torches for the Pro Bowl. Um, the only thing that really truly matters is when these guys start doing negotiations, like when you know Josh Jacobs went to the Pro Bowl. Now all of a sudden his rookie deal is way more expensive, right? Things like that are what matter the most. But it's nice to see these guys get attention. Although we all knew Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, and Max Crosby were getting that love. So um life is different in las vegas for the raiders little bit, little bit. much different than it was in los angeles much different than it was in oakland las vegas brand new stadium glitz and glamour most expensive ticket in football this isn't the days we remember soto at the coliseum i was a little kid you were young you were really young too where it was just like brutal not like it was in Oakland when you're getting off the BART and going through that concrete barrier like you're walking to Moss Eisley with the barbed wire Jeez. and the uh, graffiti everywhere, broken bottles everywhere, fights everywhere, toilet shooting shit out because the plumbing's all busted up. I, I reached out and grabbed a chunk of fucking concrete from the ground. Like, Did you keep it? No, nah, I was like, uh Yeah. May or may not have some piss on it afterwards. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to keep that. So there's a video of a Raider fan at the game harassing. All up in his shit. Look at the twos. The twos getting in there. I, he's just standing there taking it. This lady is flipping out. Boyfriend's trying to get her back. Okay. Like he's happy, right? Because this is right after the play. Everyone's stoked. Right? This is right after the lateral damage, whatever we're calling it. Now they're hugging each other. Now they're excited. And this dude, I mean, props to him. I give this guy props. He just stood there and took it from this crazy broad. Now she's not like touching him. But now she's like waving shit in front of him. Losing that, her mind. That's a little excessive. Why are all the good ones taken, Soto? Why are the good ones taken? Why can't it, Why couldn't she be single? Look at that. Look at that classy broad. Look at that. Just marriage material right there. Everything you want. Oh God! Things are a little God. different now, yeah. Right? Like you, know, you don't really look. see that. You don't really see that shit in um in Vegas anymore. Raider games that used to be the staple. Dude, you had to if you were like an opposing, like rooting for the opposing team, you had to leave like in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Mm. And 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 the cops will tell you how to get get out fast. Yeah, they'll be like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, okay, the, the quarterback of, of, of my football team in high school, he was a big Broncos fan. He loved John Elway. Mm-hmm. And he he wore this fucking bright orange bomber jacket. But, like, mm-hmm. one of the trench coat ones, like, down to, like, his calves. It was fucking huge and orange, and you could not stand away. And we're like, oh, my God, this fucking guy. <laughs> Some big, just fucking, just a giant neon sign that says "Throw beer at my head," and we're just like, "Oh man!" He's like, "I don't go fuck, I don't go fuck." He was like some fucking wrestler and shit, and like you know, wrestlers always seem to the cock of the walk. And uh, he's just daring people, daring people to fight him and shit. I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck. You're not out wrestling three dudes with fucking beer bottles in their hands because, like, at that at that time, they served you a fucking bottle of beer. Like, here you go. Here's a uh, weapon to go with your inebriation. 
<laughs> yeah, that's when they still sold. Did, did they sell alcohol in the games now? Not not in LA for a while. At Allegiant Stadium? Absolutely. No, I haven't been to Allegiant Stadium. So uh, dude, this tweet of that video went viral. It got over 10,000 retweets. Like the guy who was next, like the guy that was getting harassed, like he responded to the tweet. His name is Jerry. This, that was his first game. Very first game. Very first Pats game. And he got treated to one. Our president, Sandra Douglas Morgan, tweeted, tweeted on the thread, on behalf of the Raiders, we appreciate the way you conducted yourself. No fan should have to endure that type of behavior. We will be in touch. Now, uh, President Morgan, first year in the job, uh, so far so good, right? She hasn't done anything major, any majorly good or majorly bad, or just, you know, just being president of an NFL team, kind of things, keeping things cruising. But if I see this motherfucker in box suites next week, I'm going to lose it. We're going to have a problem. This is a Patriots fan. He wasn't he wasn't punched. He didn't have beer thrown on him. He wasn't assaulted. He just had someone next to him yelling at him at a rate at an NFL football game. An opposing a, a, a team, a player, or a fan from the opposing team wearing the jersey was yelled at. Not good, not fun. The chick's got some problems, but he was yelled at at an NFL game. People get stabbed, people get beat up, people get food thrown on them. Fights happen in every stand, at every stadium, in every game on God's green earth. If so, I see this dude, if I see this dude in box suites with Mark Davis, I'm going to lose my shit. So look, I'm like, I think 15 years old. I'm at Raiders, uh, or Seahawks at Raiders, right? And I have a hot dog. And we score a touchdown, and I'm like, "Whoa!" And I jump up, and the fucking hot dog flies out of the bun of my hot dog, and lands on the chick in front of me, <laughs> like right in her fucking hair, the whole Aquanet hair. You know what I'm talking about—the big fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. chola curly hair. Her man was pissed. I said, "Bro, my bad, man. I got excited, and he fucking grabbed me by my shirt." And he pinched my fucking nipple so hard, like on accident. He just would grab my shirt. I think, I almost, I think that I think that hot dog turned him on. He's I like, know. Oh, I almost yeah, lost go, little boy. a nipple at a Raider game, and I got nothing. Not even <laughs> not even a hot dog. But not even my hot dog. You lost guy. your hot dog and almost lost a nipple. I almost lost a nipple. If this dude gets yelled at, you know how many times I've been yelled at in San Diego or in in, in fucking San Francisco. Or where else have I been? Um, Dude, I got yelled at at Giants and at Titans. Like, not even rivals. I got harassed. That's what you do. That's what yeah, happens. That's what that's happens, you're supposed happens, to do. Man. You're supposed to make the opposing people, everyone that's not there for you, needs to be needs to feel uncomfortable. That's, Dude, that's what you're supposed to do. I was at a, a, a Dodgers-Giants game in San Francisco, and I feared for my life. That was the most scared I've ever been. And because, dude, these Giants fans, they were like stomping each other. These big Samoan dudes were stomping each other out. And mm. I'm like, God damn, that's all I need is just for them to look up and see me. And I was like, fuck. So like, we just fucking hightailed it out of there, man. It's look, like, yeah. if, if, you, if you go to a fucking game, right? If you go to a game and your team fucking loses in spectacular fashion, all right? 
you know what you do the bed you know what you do you do exactly what fucking jerry did that's exactly what you do you sit there with your hands in your pockets and you shake your head and you wait for whoever's yelling at you to get pulled away and then you walk away that's it that's it (laughs) i'm not saying look fucking covid coming up i'm not saying I gotta tell you something about this fucking COVID test. These to- these COVID tests are disrespectful as hell. Okay. I took a COVID test yesterday, and that line was so fucking dark. That shit was like that fucking T line. That fucking one that tells you if you got because they don't get the C line, mm-hmm. right? The T line was fucking like violet. It was pops so up dark in like twelve red. seconds. Oh like, wait, God. ten to fifteen minutes. It's like fuck, right it's away. Like right there, I'm like motherfucker. It was like that was shit. Was like Wesley Snipes, Charlie Murphy, dark. Mm-hmm. That shit was darker than those fucking skid marks on your underwear. They're like, oh, you definitely have COVID. I'm you, like, have all, you have all the variations. Yeah, that shit was like, I'm like, you could tell me I have COVID without fucking just like taunting me. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. That test was like that chick taunting the Pats player. Exactly like, You got COVID and ah! Look, all I'm saying is this. No harm, no foul. This isn't any incident that's a big deal. This is what, this is what Sandra Douglas Morgan should do. This is what President Morgan should do. Bring him on to a press conference, fly him in, invite him at the podium. Press is there. The dude walks up. President Morgan walks over. And she's going to go, hey, on behalf of the entire Raiders organization, what happened there was unacceptable. I have this gift for you. She goes in her pocket and goes, fuck you. You don't get shit. You don't get shit. You got yelled at at a football game. Cry me a river. You don't get nothing. If I see this guy get one single thing from the Raiders, so pissed. we riot. This guy deserves nothing. 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 Zero. Look, man. Raider game. I'm not saying that if you cheer for your team, you should get your ass kicked. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is you have to recognize where you are. Mm-hmm. All right. And if you're at a Pats, if you're at a Pats at Raiders game and you're being, I'm not saying it was being obnoxious or anything, right? Because I'm saying he did the right thing. Yeah. I want to say that up front. If he would have done a bunch of shit and started being obnoxious and all that stuff, and he got his ass beat, ask Adam Hill what happened to him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Adam Hill's a stand-up dude, right? I would buy a beer for Adam Hill. Mm. Multiple. Setup. Shot in a beer. But because he took his ass beaten like a man. Like, you know what? I'm talking shit at fucking Raider Stadium, and I got my ass beat. Yep. Because I was talking shit. Like, why do that? So that's how you're supposed to act. When I like how I acted at the fucking whatever they call that piece of shit in San Francisco, what I call at that park, what I how I acted, fucking grab my chick, let's get the fuck out of here. That's how you act. You put your head down, you walk away. If you start talking shit because you think you're fucking badass, because what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I'm gonna tell you something right now. There's people that you could talk shit to, and then there's people that you can't talk shit to. And yeah. the problem is, a lot of times, you find out you shouldn't talk shit to him when you wake up. I know what President Morgan's doing here. They have the highest ticket price in the NFL. And they want opposing fans there. Because that's what's driving up ticket prices and selling out Allegiant Stadium and making Mark Davis rich on the back of a losing team. I get what she's doing. She wants it to be a welcoming environment. And she's going to be like, oh, you know, I'm going to make sure that this is an... We let everyone know how unacceptable this is. This is a trending tweet. Got 10,000 retweets. I got I to gotta put my face on this. But really, this is exactly what should happen. I want opposing fans to fear for their safety at Raider games. I don't want them going to Raider games. 
I don't want them anywhere near Allegiant Stadium. And if we can get enough people not crossing the line, because this woman didn't cross the line. She made no contact, right? There's no physical contact from the video that we saw. She was super annoying and it sucked. But she didn't cross the line. That's what I want at Raider games. I want opposing fans to not to want to be there. I like what happened. I'm glad it happened the way that it happened. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with somebody cheering for their team to win and telling a team a person he's a piece of shit for his team throwing away a game. I don't have a yeah. problem with it. That's sports. If you don't, have, if you have a problem with that, stop watching sports. So speaking of uh, classy Raiders, David Arnett's back in the news. Jeez. So we know what happened with him. Multiple arrests, multiple issues. Um, idiot. Finally got cut because he released that video threatening to shoot somebody on social media. Got cut, right? Jumped around. Now he's a free agent. When he was in Miami, he got rolled. The uh camera the cop camera footage was finally released it's fucking hilarious and this dude these cops gave this guy every possible opportunity dude when i yeah. read what happened when i read what happened on the show mm -hmm. i was like fucking stupefied the same fucking cops that pulled him over like two hours earlier and let him go pulled him over again Mm -hmm. After they told him, look, we know you don't have a license. We know this is super illegal letting you go. Just go home. Yeah. And, this and he wouldn't do it. Oh, God, dude. Not only would he not go home, he got more drugs. <laughs> and then went back into And then he tried, to, he tried to toss it to his chick. He yeah. tried to toss the fucking drugs, like the fucking dollar bill and the fucking shit to Oh, my God, bro. You can hear these cops like yelling at this dude. They're, they're yelling, you're a fucking idiot, bro. You had the chance to go home. You fucked up. You know, it's really sad, man. We really try and give people chances. You just pissed me off, man. You think we're stupid. You think we don't it's know South what's Beach. up. It's we Miami understand. Beach. It's South Beach. We get it's it. It's Miami fucking beach, bro. You think that we don't know that shit, that we're stupid, that we're born yesterday. And he did that, like these cups. That's what, that's what pissed him them off the most. Every opportunity. You're like, dude, just like, you have a suspended license. Like, just just knock it off. Just stop. Think, just go home. You think home. they gave a shit about suspended license? You think they gave a shit about that little fucking puff of coke he had on him? They didn't get two shits about that. He could have had a fucking bazooka in the back seat. They wouldn't have given a shit about that either. They got more things to worry about, right? Mm. It, dude, it's just the fact that he's spit in their face. And that they're not going to recognize his ass with his red fucking dreads. Yeah. Ah, oh, what an idiot. What a fucking idiot. You know what? Bad shit happens to stupid people sometimes, and mm. there it is. It's one of those guys, like, that's like, it's like, all right, you know, look at them, look jails are full, they have way too many laws. Like, I can be kind of libertarian when it comes to criminality, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, way too many people in jail for stupid shit. This is one of the dude that probably needs to be in jail. Like, he's going to hurt somebody. Like, he's going to, like, Henry Ruggs, you know what I mean? Like, he's going to do something really fucking stupid. Because you can't be that dumb and not have something bad happened to you or someone around you do yourselves a favor guys watch this video with the volume turned up multiple mm -hmm. times it gets funnier every single time you watch it like the come cops. on guy come on man like you don't think what's, we know what's going on here at south beach like we know what's going on they're even being cool with him in the ride back of all the shit going down in south beach right like these cops have seen everything they don't want to deal with this stuff they're begging him 
to go stop home. and just go home. We don't want to deal go with it. Home. Like I don't want to deal with the stupid. We don't shit. want your homework. Like we have real crimes to worry about, but you have forced us to put you in cuffs. Oh, all that fucking three, four hours of work doing nothing, mm-hmm. just being bored instead of walking around looking at titty and shit. Um, what would you say is the biggest surprise this season for the for the Raiders? Which player? Which player is most surprising? Are you this season? Positive or negative? Either. Mm. Biggest surprise. You know, I would say Josh Jacobs. I would say Josh Jacobs just because, I mean, I knew he was good. I didn't know he was like lead the league in the in, in rushing good. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with this type of line. Now, look, let's. Let's not shit on this offensive line too hard. Um, they had two backup guys from scrap heap guards for the majority of the game last last week against mm-hmm. good defensive front. I didn't really notice too much. I don't know if you did. I didn't. Maybe running wise a little bit towards the second half. Yeah, but um, I mean, Coach Carmen's got him got him playing really well. But I think I didn't think he was going to be this good. I knew. I knew what he called. Uh, I knew fucking Devonte Adams was the fucking man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of foresaw a bit of a step back with the quarterback because of the new system and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, we hadn't seen too much of Hobbs to, to, to kind of get a good feel on him. I knew Max was who he was. Uh, I think Perryman's come on as of late, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm 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 most surprised by Josh Jacobs and, and how how well he's playing. So is ESPN. Uh, when they did their power rankings, um, they named each surprise this season, and Josh Jacobs was one of them. Um, Paul Gutierrez, the ESPN Raiders guy, said, Jacobs has been more than a pleasant surprise after not having his fifth-year option picked up by the Raiders' new regime. He's been the team's MVP. After GM Dave Ziegler and coach Josh McDaniels built a running back by committee approach, Jacobs surprised McDaniels and has more than proven his worth as RB1. His career high, 1,495 rushing yards. That's a lot of fucking yards, bro. And his 86-yard walk-off scamper in Seattle is the league's longest run of the season still to this day. Uh, Jacobs, who also has 11 touchdowns and 46 catches for 363 yards, is about to get paid by somebody, whether us or someone else. Dude, we've only played 14 games. Like 1,500 yards in a 16-game season is good. In 2022? In 2020? That's good in 1978. This is in 2022. That's there's awesome. there's very few bell cow backs in the NFL, and God damn it, if I wasn't wrong about this, mm-hmm. no, at no time, at no time, there was like me, not even then, because Kevin White had a lot of play too. It, it was always a, a running back guy by committee with with uh, um, with the Patriots. And even now with Ramon J. Stevenson, they're like Damian Harris. They have a bunch of guys that they play. Um, of course, Stevenson gets the bulk of the carries, but other guys get good amount of – Dude, Zamir White gets like one carry a game. You know, that's it. <laughs> Nothing, yeah. He gets one carry a game. Abdullah gets maybe a, a, a target or two a game, maybe. He doesn't get anything else besides return action. It, everything's yep. – it's all fucking Josh Jacobs. And I – I will sit back when I'm fucking wrong. I was wrong about Josh Jake, uh, Josh McDaniels, about him system. He is employing a bell cow system, and it's working out, and I will shut my fucking mouth. On week one, 
They had six running backs on the roster. Six active running backs. If you count, if you count the uh, Jakobsen, count the fullback. Six. That is a bell cow roster, right? Like, that, or uh, that's a, a running back committee, like roster, committee roster, right? Yeah. Like that's what we all thought, right? And I think that's what Josh McDaniels planned to do, but then Jacobs is just like, oh, not picking up my fifth year option. Look at this Superman cape. I'm just gonna go nuts. Now, some things aren't that surprising. Like the the bread and butter of who Josh Jacobs is, it's still what he's doing this year, right? Like. Yards after contact. That's always been what he's been so good at, right? It's, you know, on paper, it's a three-yard run. He makes it a six. He's been doing that his entire career, right? That's not that surprising. Uh, his blocking has steadily improved in the backfield. And that's, so that that trajectory hasn't changed. His route running and catching has steadily improved. So him, that amazing one-handed catch he made three weeks ago, um, the fact that he's getting like, you know, he's more involved in the passing game. It's, proportion to the direction he's been going he's been everything, he's been everything that way everything right? helps right all those things not that surprising what's surprising dare i say shocking Ooh, dare you. is his durability i don't think he's missed a play because of injury let alone a game he came out super- one play because of his finger and he went right back in the game one he play, came out right because of his, I think his back or something like that. One play, and then he came. Oh, it was a rib or something That's like it. by his back. He came right back in. Yeah, never. He's not in the blue tent. Not going to the locker room. Not missing games. None of that shit. Right. He's barely on the injury reports. I mean, he's he, he's only missed a couple of games his career. He, he hasn't he hasn't missed games. The thing is, he gets dinged up and misses portions of games. He misses he misses chunks of he, he it's multiple. He misses multiple games a season for multiple reasons. That's the thing. He'll miss like a game and a half. Week three and four, he'll miss two games. Week twelve and thirteen, you know what I mean. He's just like always getting banged up, right? So the durability—that's what's surprising. The breakaway run ability. Remember, that's that's always my biggest beef with with Josh Jacobs. It's like, oh, he's again. We love Josh Jacobs. It was just twelve million dollars for a running back. It's like, oh, come on, this team needs so much help, so many other places. But the things that we want, like the, my biggest beef was, it was like, look, I, I'd like to have a running back where a home run possibility is an option, right? Where it's just, it's a kind of always there, right? And he never had it until this year. You got him now. Doing these scamperings all over the place. And now he has success no matter what the scheme is. He was a zone run guy for a long time. And then because of this brand new young O-line, McDaniel's kind of going more power just because it's simpler, right? Like instead of like being one unit in his zone blocking, it's like, hey, just fucking let's guy, not right? let's not downplay Jakob johnson and his fucking blocking yeah because that guy's a fucking stud he's a he's a bulldozer he's a handle so that that's what's shocking not that he's playing well it's how he's playing well the durability breakaway ability and whether it's a, a zone or power scheme he doesn't miss a beat that's what's crazy. Not the yards after contact, not the blocking, not the pass catching. Like we knew he could do that. We knew he was good. Durability, breakaway ability, and he's not scheme dependent by any means. That's what's surprising this season. What's wonderfully, orgasmically, happily surprising about Josh Jacobs. One thing that was said during the um, the game against the Pats that I was noticing too in previous games is in the first part of the game mcdaniels will run a bunch of different types of runs and whatever keeps working he'll just keep running those types of runs 
if it's a an outside zone or inside zone or it's a power play going to an outside a counter type play if it's a kick out type of gut type of trap play whatever's working against the front he'll just towards the end of the game he'll just keep calling those runs Mm. um which you know it, it seems ultra ultra simplistic but it all depends on the formation um it also depends on the execution also it also depends on uh on how you can disguise the play using uh jacobs himself mm-hmm. that's why his pass catching out of the backfield is huge because you can't key in on certain plays oh yeah they've been running these run plays uh, exclusively so we got to watch out for this and then you get a little outside swing pass or something like that to jacobs get him in space uh where he rips off big yardage so I see something come together. It's it's smart. It's hard to it's hard to defense when the team is all on the same page. But yeah, man, you have to have the you have to have the horse to do it, and he definitely is that horse. So Christmas Eve, I believe it's Christmas week already. Jeez. Christmas Eve, Raiders Steelers prime time night game. In Pittsburgh, it's our one like really huge road trip this season. Um, brutal, right? Winter game, East Coast, rough road trip. Steelers minus three. 50-year anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, and of course, it'll be just days after Franco Harris passed away. A lot I'm still, of... I'm still salty about that fucking draft bullshit. Like, it's fucking our pick. Yeah. Right. It's mm-hmm. our pick, and they they want to beef up the immaculate reception, and they bring the guy from the opposing team to talk before our pick. Yeah. Sorry, man. Look, all respect to Franco Harris. Rest in peace, my man. That's I'm salty about. It's that. not a Franco beef. It's an NFL. It's an NFL draft beef. We're gonna get Franco. Beef. Franco got his yeah. money. Do your thing, Franco. I'm not gonna count anyone else's money, but goddamn. So they're going to make a lot about this game and we're going to see a lot of montages. We're going to see a lot of historical shit. Uh, Franco Harris's family is going to make an appearance. We're going to hear all this Franco Harris stuff. I made peace with it, right? It's going to be, be very Steeler heavy. Let's put it that way, right? So the Raiders are going to have to fine with it. it. Franco Harris has passed. He did a lot for the NFL. Yeah, but He's I don't want to remember the immaculate, years. the bullshit immaculate reception every Seven no. I've been to every the Pittsburgh four Have you been to the Pittsburgh us. airport? You know what the bullshit about the Pittsburgh airport is? They have that fucking statue right there. And he's in the in the in the statue, he's barely hunched over picking like catching the ball. He's barely bending over catching the ball. <laughs> if you watch the video, he's bent all the way down to the fucking ground catching yeah, the ball. Yeah, because he's picking it up off the ground because of an <laughs> incomplete pass. Oh, motherfucker. Whatever. Anyway. Catching in his fucking dick area. Like, oh, I caught it right here. Raiders now on a four and one run in the last five. Four and one since Derek Carr cried. Let's see if that can continue. Uh, winnable game for the Raiders, I guess. I mean, Steelers defense, they allow 4.2 yards per carry. It could be a big Jacobs day. It could not be, depending on what they scheme. Um, now with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro back, let's see how opposing defensive coordinators handle it now. It's like, all right, what do we can't just can't just bracket Devonte and load up the box for Jacobs like they got other players now. Quarterbacks average a ninety point four rating. That's thirteenth. You know, quarterbacks they have average 
defense for quarterbacks uh, passing, but 61.3% completion. That's fourth in the NFL. So the defense is really good at keeping um, offenses from doing that. However, it's the big place that they suffer. They allow 12.5 yards per carry. That's tied for last. They've allowed 25 yards passing catch, touchdowns. Right? Yards, yards per catch, right? Yards per catch, excuse me. Okay. 25 touchdowns they've allowed passing. That's 29th. And they've given up 25 sacks. It's 29th. We can pass on this team. We can make we can Good. get some big we can get some big plays. And that's kind of been the Raiders passing game a little bit, right? Inconsistent, not high completion rate, but we'll crank out some big ones. Like it's it's you can pretty consistently get some big plays. And this is a Steelers defense that gives up big plays. They give up big plays. Here's the here's the kind of like the balance of all this. We don't know what kind of weather we're going to be seeing in Pittsburgh on that day. Mm-hmm. We have a quarterback that's not used to throwing in that kind of weather. Um, he also is one of the worst on-target percentage passers in the league this year. I don't know. It can go either way. Because if if this team's like, all right, cool, we're gonna let we're gonna take Devontae out of the game, which is what New England did. Make you make you uh, the, the, if if we're like, yeah, we'll let Keelan Cole beat us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I think Pittsburgh will be okay with that, right? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be as easy as that. I think we we may have some some rough sledding in store. I I still think I'm not we're saying, find I'm not a saying way. it's easy. I'm saying it's it's. Our offense, our passing offense is boomer bust, and the Steelers defense passing wise is boomer bust. So that's what I'm saying. I think it'll be one of those like low completion percentage for Carr, but like a three touchdown game because they're gonna that's what they, also, they just give up, they just give up touchdowns. They do, they do. Um, I, I honestly think that I mean, knowing what I know of McDaniels and how he's running his system, we're still gonna see a lot of running, a lot of running. It'll be bounced. It'll be bounced. Yeah, it should be. Well, I think um, like last week when Carr threw the ball 38 or 39 times, uh, we're like, why did he throw so much? Well, one, it was the penalties, right? Put us back. The penalties put us back a lot in the Um, early downs. In the early downs, yes, because they were But also because we lost a couple, you know, Parnum and a couple linemen, I don't think they can run the ball as well as they wanted to either. I think they were kind of like, all right, we're not moving the ball the way that we want to because of these injuries. Um, The good news is we should get these linemen back. Alex Bars, Jackson Barton, Dylan Parnum all practiced. Super White too. Everybody practiced this week. So we should get that optimal line that we like. Hooray, right? Alex Bars is back. Yay, wonderful. But still, like that was, I think that was the optimal line, right? It was. That's the know, one that was playing the best. The one that was playing together. the best, right? Currently what we have right now, right? For the, for the, be- we agreed, right? The, the best line that, that, that five guys. Uh, Colton, Andre, Parnum, Bars, Illuminor. Those are right now those are the five that were playing the best. Five playing the best. It's our best option, right? So let's get them back out there. For the Steelers, they got some skilled players that didn't participate in practice. We're recording this Wednesday night. Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris didn't practice today. Interesting. We'll see. Uh, for the Steelers offense, our defense, it looks like Kenny Pickett's back. Um, if Najee Harris does play, he could be an issue. Um, our run D was trash against the Pats. 
Remember that was what we were looking forward to. Like our the defensive front was looking pretty good, but against some bad O lines for a few weeks, it's like, all right, how can they do against the Pats? Not well. Not good. Um, and the Raiders passing defense, even though we played Mac Jones and we finally shut down a quarterback, we didn't shut him down so well that we're still not last at most things. Um, we still are giving up a hundred rating that's last, and we still only have four interceptions that's tied for 30th. So Kenny Pickett's definitely a quarterback. That could eat that could eat up this defense. We've been eating up by far worse quarterbacks than Kenny Pickett. Yeah, he hasn't been doing too bad lately. Uh, is it going to be Kenny Pickett? Because last week it was still um, still your boy, Mitchy baby. All reports are saying that Pickett should be back. He's still listed as questionable, um, but he was a full participant in practice. So, Look, man, if Kenny Pickett plays against our defense, this is like. Everyone's coming out party has been against our defense. Davis Mills, fucking the carcass of fucking Matt Ryan. Like yeah. all these dudes have their fucking game of their fucking year against yep. us. If we don't get pressure, which we normally don't, every any quarterback in the NFL can eat us apart with these DBs. So we'll see. Terrible. Got hope for pressure. Uh, if you want some hope, there's one guarantee. There's one thing you can look at to say, all right, Raiders are guaranteed to win. These guys right here, NFL game picks, all 10 analysts, all picked Steelers, every one of them. Look at some of these. Yeah. Now there's clearly typos because they did a graphic thing. They're all the same. So I'm wondering if they all picked them or if this was just a graphical error. Because see how they're all saying 33. 13, 7, 32, all that kind of shit. Uh-huh. I wonder if they all still did pick the Steelers, though. Oh, no, that's weird. Very weird, right? Get your shit together, graphics department. The yeah, NFL. What the hell, NFL? Jesus, like you don't have enough money behind you. Ready to do some what up, winbacks? Uh, sure, why not? Bobby Gallardo. Gallardo. Not, not much different than the last four games last year. We got outplayed in those games and somehow won anyway. Did we get outplayed? I didn't feel like we got outplayed in those four games. They felt like just four close, very Raiders last season games. We were less talented than the other teams. That's for sure. Did it feel like we got outplayed and like stumbled into wins? Yeah. Because I couldn't really <laughs> put my I couldn't really put my finger on how we won those games. Mm. You know, it was just like a late mistake. We tried really hard to lose the game against the Pats. The Patriots just did a better job of trying to lose. They just had they Matt just, Jones. They just did something that, like, they did that, like, fucking kiss of death thing. You know, give, give him the ball at the end of the game and have him score. We well, did a bunch did, of little it, things. It took the biggest blunder of the season. Oh, for right? sure. To put the game away. The biggest blunder of the season. Which, but again, that feels like something the Raiders would do. Right? Two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm not apologizing half. for it. Fuck it. No. Hell no, you never apologize for a win. Not for a dub. Edgar Bonilla, you're right. Oh my Cats. God, Bonilla, Bonilla. Oh my God, Bonilla wafer. You're right. Can't celebrate with a win like that. I expected a very disciplined team all year. Bad coaching and poor execution by offense. Sorry about USC, Juan. Fight on, bro. I swear I didn't pick that one because of the SC thing. Yeah, right. I promise. But again, you're you can't celebrate with a win like that. Absolutely, you can. There were some great things that happened in that game. 
You have Cole catching game winners. You get Darren Waller back, wide open with a big touchdown. Jacobs almost with 100 yards. Max Crosby running wild. Absolutely. And again, Chandler Jones making an appearance. Chandler Jones getting fumble recovery, inter- interception slash fumble recoveries for touchdowns. Curb stomping quarterbacks. Look, I said it during the post show last week, and it rings true. We get so wrapped up with our team. We look at the Raiders and all the mistakes they make and the errors that we make and poor executions and poor game planning and throws and all this kind of shit, right? We forget how undisciplined and bad NFL football really is because guys can't practice. Or pads once a week, walkthroughs. Other teams are really sloppy too. Now, not saying the Raiders aren't extra sloppy. We don't need to work on it. I'm just saying other NFL teams, all other 31 NFL teams have massive screw jobs constantly. So don't make it look like, oh, well, the Raiders screwed up three or four times. You don't deserve to win. Every NFL team screws up every single game multiple times. It's keeping those as little as possible and expounding on your opponent's errors. Well, yeah, it's like the opposing team gets paid too. The opposing mm-hmm. team has coaches that game plan against you too. It's like you're not running this play against X's and O's. You're running these plays against Harry and Joe. Something I like farted that. right when you said that. That's how bad it was. Even my butthole was like, all right, that stinks worse than me. Your butthole does not fart anymore. It's, it's just, just the air just comes out. It does. I had Chipotle for lunch. Oh, God. Definitely- Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. No, but like that's the thing is, yeah, you you can run a play perfectly, be perfect, and if the defense is set up right, or a player makes an individual effort to to screw the play up, shit happens, you know. Oakland fan, it's the win now mode. NFL franchises get caught up in. It takes a great coaching and personnel department to win a marathon, not just a sprint. When I think about a franchise winning a sprint, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now look at them, Raider Nation for life. F Waller. Jesus. I don't think that was necessary. That was a little aggressive. Um, look. We're all in agreement. Maybe you guys aren't. But Soto and I are and have been. That No matter what happened this season, you got to give Josh McDaniels some time. He's certainly been disappointing. He hasn't earned a lot. But there's no effing way you can go, all right, you get one year and you're gone with as complicated as the system is and that kind of stuff. Now I'm less, I'm less forgiving than you Juan because he was handed so much compared to other coaches that start brand new, right? Mm -hmm. Like brand new coaches, brand new coaching stats don't get 10 win teams. It just doesn't happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And he made the team work. Like the team's been worse this season than last season, which is unforgivable, but there's still a process, right? I don't want to use the phrase trust the process because that's that's going to stay in New England. But it's a system that takes a while. It's a Patrick Graham system that takes a while. They're still trying to mold the roster into what they want as opposed to what the last regime wanted. You're right. This There is a win now type of mentality I think drives a lot of franchises down. And although... This shouldn't be a long process because it was the team was already good. It is still a process. And not that this season's like a wash or you forget about it, but it's kind of in a lot of ways should be treated as one giant preseason as well, as we start looking towards years two and three under the uh Nick Ziegler reign. 
Well, yeah, because you're looking at not only what you find out about these players this year and what they can do, but also what they can absorb and what pieces you can use to make your team better by staying on the team or by not staying on the team, uh, either by trade or cutting or whatever. Um, it looks like they're going to be pretty young in the offensive line and they're going to be pretty young in the defense. They're going to, you know, grab some players here and there where they can. I don't see them do anything too crazy offensively. I think they have their offense pretty much set as far as skill players go. Um, the offensive line is something that needs to get taken a look at. If they can get, a, you know, something high, a uh, high draft picker, even those guys, even look at Evan Neal. Evan Neal struggled. Uh, the, the, the tackle from uh, like the blue chip prospect. He's going to be the number one pick for, I don't know how long out of Alabama. He goes to the giants and he struggled for the first, you know, two thirds of the year. Mm. Uh, those guys aren't even locks. Um, but, um, you know, it's it is a process. It's it takes time. You know, it takes time because you have different philosophies. And you're looking for different things out of different players. You're looking for different positions to do different things, and you allocate different resources to different positions depending on what you're looking for. So when the head, it's more so the GM change and the coaching change that does that. And um, you know, everyone has to be in line. Uh, if they seem to be in line on what they're looking for and what they're coaching, uh, I think that's what was uh, a little bit kind of screwy with the Gruden Mayock thing is they got pieces that didn't fit quite right. Uh, but I mean, we just got to kind of like let it play out and try to win as many as you can while you're getting there. That's it for us. Um, we will be back. Uh, you're, you're good to do the post show Christmas Eve right after the game. I know it is Christmas Eve and family and all that. You, you're still down to do live right after. Uh, if you push it back, we're pushing it into Christmas. Uh, yeah, I might be able to. I don't know what time I'm going to my aunt's. I'll be I'll be home in time. I'll probably watch the first half of the game at the in-laws, second half home. I'll be down to do it, so keep me posted. One of us or both of us will be doing a live show Christmas Eve. So bring your Stay ugly tuned. Christmas sweater. It's going to be done. Uh, and also, next week, we will have our uh, Gruden Mayock every single draft pick and uh important signing guys i will tell you something right now i want to say it's a labor of love but it's not i did the draft portion so just a little sneak peek i got our pick and then like notable players that were left before our next pick pretty fucking ugly (laughs) pretty ugly so if you enjoy that type of torture come to the right show uh, thank you again, everybody, for the hundredth time. And I, w- I will say another hundred times for getting us to 5,000 subscribers. Appreciate um, it, guys. I remember when we got to a hundred, what a big deal it was. And when we got to a thousand, how stoked we were. When we get to a hundred thousand, I'm going to feel just as good as I do right now. Every single yeah. step feels great. Guys, here's the guys. deal. We don't fucking make money off of this shit. Every cent that we make off of this show goes right back into the show. Mm-hmm. So fucking bandwidth and mixers and fucking equipment and lights and fucking mics and all this shit and fucking bouncing dildos for fucking RJ so he can keep his fucking mouth straight. You gotta sit uh, on something. You gotta sit on something. Uh, You know, like building a fucking studio, like all that shit, like that's, it comes, so it's not like we're like, oh, we're fucking filthy rich, I'm gonna quit my fucking job. Now. Like, no, we all, we're gonna keep our jobs. 
uh but we're also gonna keep uh, making content for you guys yeah i so mean tell your friends tell your could, haters photo could be a mom. millionaire he's still gonna be giving hand jobs out under the bridge like the guy's never gonna change look man's you, gotta, you got a gift you gotta, you gotta share with the world the old reverse western style hand grip if you either. gotta ask what it is you can't afford it what movie is that from leave it down in the comments and until then now going what if you're with me